This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of July 28th, 2018. Diageo gives all the pesos for Don Julio. Georgia man, pre-gaming for his theft. It's the dog days of summer over at BrewDog. And Florida Gators want beer too. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany The Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. All right, I'm getting right into it. Diageo lays claim to the world's fastest growing tequila brand. Uh, which I didn't uh, know that Casamigos? was a thing either. <laughs> uh, no, actually. Don Julio. Actually, I think they do, but... Well, well no. probably. Uh, so Diageo makes most of its money actually selling the number one Scotch whiskey, Johnny Walker. But uh, it has to be like best selling, not oh yeah yeah number one scotch. Yeah. I I would definitely <laughs> start selling scotch drinkers. Who likes Johnny Walker? <laughs> well, um, but uh, the distillers tequila brands um, are recording the largest gains with organic net sales growth, outpacing all other spirits in the portfolio by nearly three to one. Uh, that might not be so surprising, as Euromonitor International says tequila and the related mezcal market is the fastest-growing spirits category. The U.S. is the biggest market for both, bigger than even Mexico, where it's made. Total volumes rose 5.1% last year to 33.6 million cases. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this one... Um, See, it, one of the, the top, it lists some top brands here. So, of course, unfortunately, Jose Cuervo is the, the biggest selling. Uh, note Jose that Cuervo. this is about what sells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, and then, of course, Japan's Beam Suntory, I think, uh, was a distant second, 2.8 million cases sold. And that's from the, uh, is it Sousa brand, I think? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Patron came in third place, which is a little surprising to me, but it, it's sometimes a little more expensive if you're just wanting to get drunk, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then um, Patron's finish was also notable in that rum maker Bacardi made a big splash earlier this year by acquiring Patron in a deal valued at $5.1 billion. $5.1 million would make more sense to me. I know, right? Uh, so that uh, actually... I just don't drink tequila. I have no context yeah. for how much of this stuff is selling uh so that actually dwarfed the one billion dollar diageo spent to acquire the super premium tequila casamigos from george oh. clooney in 2015 both deals show the distillers appreciate the premium premiumization uh, of spirits that is underway in the marketplace uh, as consumers are willing to spend more for liquor i think that pretty much makes sense so uh acquired from casa cuervo in 2015 don julio has become a star performer for diageo uh, organic net sales surged 42 percent in the first six months of the 2018 fiscal year with volumes rising 35 percent um it crossed over the millionth or million case 
threshold for the first time in 2017, moving 1.3 million cases, which makes it the fourth biggest seller uh, for tequila. Uh, It's Mm. 44.4% volume growth last year makes Don Julio the fastest growing major tequila brand in the world. That's a pretty big number to be shooting up last year. Yeah. 44.4. Holy crap. Good job. Uh, Diageo CEO notes that both Don Julio and Casamigos are growing far faster than the tequila category itself, mm. as well as the super premium category. In other words, they're gaining market share, while Bacardi's acquisition of Patron gives the rum maker a bigger presence in the U.S., Diageo's tequila portfolio is growing faster and shouldn't face any problems now that its rival has switched owners. So, um, it says that Scotch whiskey, of course, will continue to lead the way for Diageo. Uh, since scotch is still a bit bigger. Scotch is scotch scotch. (laughs) But as tequila's popularity continues to grow and Don Julio maintains its rapid fire growth, uh, look for it to climb to the ranks of brands in both size and importance. So You wonder if there's a a tequila bubble that's about to, (laughs) that's building up right now? No. I didn't know it was rising. (laughs) We just don't. Yeah, it's on its way. I think it's, it's not. It's subprime I, currently. We're not about tequila really as much, so I, I feel like you know it's hard to keep up with that. Well, hey, we'll uh, really get to dig in and find <laughs> out more about tequila in the coming weeks. Yeah. Oh, my liver. <laughs> All right. Coming in from Fox 5 News Atlanta, your only source for news in Atlanta. This I don't is know if Casey that's tagline, but I just made it up just then. <laughs> it, it is now. <laughs> Henry County, Georgia, where the Henry County police are looking for a beer-drinking bandit who stole $17,000 from a Publix grocery store in McDonnell? McDonnell? Wait, wait, Without wait, wait, the wait. L? Okay. <laughs> okay. I was trying to make it. Did I hear him right? How much did he steal from, from the grocery store? So they're saying that he probably either had some... Uh, insider information or potentially used to work for a Publix because he knew the ins and outs of how things work. This unusual heist happened on Friday, July 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th, <laughs> just before the store closed at 10 p.m. Police said Isaiah Anderson, 26 of Macon, Georgia, posed as a customer and even got a buggy. He put milk, bread, although they say break here. I'm pretty sure it's bread. That's what you go to the grocery store for, right? Not going and to the grocery beer. store for break. <laughs> Uh, in the cart before asking an employee if he could see the manager. He was even seen on surveillance cameras drinking the beer while in the store. That's uh, who, who drinks while they're shopping? That should have been a clue right there. I think that should be a way you can shop. Is that, can't you do that at Jungle Gyms? Mm, depending if there's a tasting going on, but I know like that's going to Whole Foods. There's always a wine tasting, so they're mm, basically just yeah. handing you a half full glass of wine when you walk in the door. I want to. I want. I want to be able to have a beer while I shop. That would be perfect. One beer, not too much, just one. Yeah. Police said uh, that uh, after he was seen chugging this beer, he. Uh, asked for the manager, uh, pulled a handgun on him, and forced the man into the cash office. Oh my gosh. The videos showed Alexander holding the gun to the manager as he demanded he remove money from the safe. Police are looking for this man. Don't convert him, confront him. Armed and dangerous. Yada, yada, yada. Call 911. <laughs> so. Well, uh, kind of a burying of the lead is, yeah, I think this this whole story should just be about we should be able to enjoy a beverage while uh, doing our shopping. Agreed. I mean, but you're not going to get 
wasted folks if you come in and, and at the front, like where we've got Starbucks at the front of grocery stores now, we could have a, a beer place. We should be able to drink just before we rob our grocery stores. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, but I guess if, if you're talking about this man being a dog. Oh, he, he's into the Georgia Bulldogs. Yes, yeah, possibly. Well, yeah, he's Florida got the Gators. Oh, oh how oh. about one more before that? Oh, oh, sorry, I'm not looking at the, the order <laughs> rundown. All right, so uh, Brewdog is, has decided to start hosting parties. <laughs> it hurts nope. me to say it. it. The name is just, I, I just can't. It's um, adorable, but I just can't. I'm all for it, and that puppy is the most adorable thing ever. Walks, treats, and even specially brewed beers. There are many ways to show your dog that they really are your best friend. But when it comes to special occasions like birthdays, you might want to go the extra mile. Thanks to Brew Dog, now you can. The Scottish Brewery just announced that dog owners can now throw canine birthday parties or potties at their flagship dog tap location in Columbus, Ohio, just a couple hours up the road. Uh, for the birthday pup and each of their four-legged friends, BrewDog will provide dog-sized party hats, dog-friendly cake. Sourced party from hats? <laughs> party. No, they, they just said don't. party. Sourced from a local, don't encourage this. a local pet bakery and specially brewed dog beer. The beer, they say, will be freshly brewed on-site from boiled carrots and bananas. That sounds disgusting. Probably not for the dog. Well, the dog is probably black- amazing. Well, how are we getting dogs drunk? That's what I want to know. I'm sure there's zero alcohol in it. Uh, In 2017, BrewDog launched its paternity leave program, allowing employees one week paid leave to welcome new four-legged members to the family. That's not fair. (laughs) Let that sink in. (laughs) Hmm. The same year, they also became the first UK company to allow dogs to become honorary shareholders and now have 144 pups listed as such. How? Come on. How, how do these dogs have a portfolio allowing this? Brewery says, <laughs> the brewery says that dogs uh, have always been central to their story, according to co-founder James Watt. Uh, dogs are important to us, as any of our two-legged craft beer drinking fans. Uh, the dog potties service is an extension of our desire to make our... To make our bars uh, the most welcoming places for owners as well as their dogs. <sighs> Let me be clear. I don't have a problem with the dogs. No. What I have a problem with are the puns. Yes. <sighs> yes, Vine Fair should, uh, should be very ashamed of this. Well, I don't think they're the ones calling them or potties. Brew dog, yeah. Brew dog should be ashamed of the potties. Yeah. <sighs> it hurts. So when's the cat day coming? <laughs> Never. Think, no one likes cats. No one's no one's taking cats to the brewery. Everyone's a cat brewery. Everyone's bringing their dogs. <laughs> Look, dogs dogs are friendly and they wanted to have fun. You bring over a cat and it just like walks over and just starts knocking over beer everywhere. It's like no, I'll loop for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, if we're keeping on this animal train. <laughs> So let's talk about something down in Florida, where Florida man makes beer run with gator in hand. <laughs> As you do. Sure. I mean, do we really need more of the story? I feel like that sums up. 
That just su- sums it. up right the there. Florida existence, right? And that's. I mean, doesn't everyone have a gator in Florida? <laughs> well, like you issue them at the like the sixteenth birthday. You get yeah. a driver's <laughs> permit gator. and a gator. Get your coveralls. You get your gator. In Jacksonville, Florida, a man made a beer run into a Florida convenience store while carrying a live gator with its mouth taped shut. Well, he oh. didn't want his windows broken out by leaving it in the car. And he didn't it's want Florida. You know, right. And also, he don't want the gate you know, the gator snapping at people. Gotta tape that thing. Yep. He was safe, you know. <laughs> Video posted on television station uh W. TLV, I guess, uh, shows the unidentified man walking into a Jacksonville store holding a gator with his right hand. Just that sentence makes it's me really laugh. specific, yeah. Hmm. Uh, walking with the gator towards the counter, asking, Y'all ain't a beer, are you? <laughs> then he sees someone in the back of the store saying, He's taking the last bit of beer? Y'all, y'all you ain't taking the last bit, bit of beer, are you? <laughs> The man uh, with the gator jokingly runs at the other man, and the people at the store laugh. He then grabs a 12-pack. Because uh, Florida. They're like, oh, it's hilarious. He's got a gator. Someone go save that animal. I don't know what he's going to do with it. <laughs> Probably eat it and turn it into shoes. That is dinner. Uh, anyway, television station says Florida wildlife investigators are looking into the incident. <laughs> I would hope. So it's like them, wa- them walking in, like <clears throat> sunglasses. They like, looks like this. I don't know what's a gator pun we can do for a CSI joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's always it's like the this last. gator is getting out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's, no! Out, out. All right. I okay. This already is the full height of stereotype, but <laughs> I really wish that they would have listed his name. I feel like I mean, it would be one of those, out, yeah. like, it, like it wouldn't have helped, you know? <laughs> I just see this as the character from the Waterboy, the, uh, yeah. was it like, the, Cajun, the, spe- the yeah. special teams coach, that Cajun guy? <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, I, I have unanswered questions now, like, what happened to this gator? Was this just a pet he had? Did he... <laughs> Did he turn this into dinner? I, probably, I need to know. Probably became not. dinner. If 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 someone out there knows, please tell me. Would it have been assault with a deadly animal if he took the duct tape off of its mouth? Well, uh, he's running at a guy. You give me that beer. And I'm just like, you're holding the gator. That's how you get shot in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, well, there are other ways. I don't ways, think it takes but... much to get shot in Florida from some of the stories we've had. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to something completely different. Because <laughs> there's literally no segue here. <laughs> like, I was going to say, like, moving on, man found with crocodile under arm in, <laughs> in Georgia. Next best thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, not, not even a little bit. This is uh, about Coca-Cola, turns out. Hmm. Coca-Cola is testing self-serve water station that offers flavors and bubbles. Um. So the world's largest soda maker, of course they are, is testing a fountain that help, lets people fill reusable water bottles with free filtered water, but also offers the option of paying to add bubbles and fruity flavors. It's an example of how the maker of Fanta, Sprite, and Powerade is searching for new ways to make money as Americans cut back on traditional sodas. 
So, uh, for yeah, for now, Coca-Cola is testing just one uh, Dasani Pure Fill machine on the campus of Georgia Tech, across the street from its headquarters in Atlanta. It says it plans to expand the test on a rolling basis this fall to 20 machines on campuses in 15 states, though it didn't specify locations. The concept, you can have filtered water for free or swipe a card to add bubbles or flavors for five cents an ounce, um, plus a 15 cent transaction fee. So filling a 20 ounce bottle with bubbles and flavor would cost a dollar 15. Yeah. Those Um, bubbles don't cost that much. Although some soda machines are more expensive than that now. Just like take a Coke or something. Um, you can't get sweeteners, no, you though, get, added. You get a whole can of pop for uh, for 50 cents. That's that's what it costs, right? I don't think you can no. get cans anymore. Uh, let's see. The idea hitches around a trend that has no sales potential for Coke, uh, you know, reusable water bottles, to one that mm-hmm. does. So the sparkling flavored stuff, like basically getting a sparkling Dasani or LaCroix up on the go. So if it catches on, it said it would help Coca-Cola squeeze money out of an increasingly popular habit that could otherwise hurt its business. Um, Reusable water bottles and fountains designed to refill them have surged in popularity as people grow more concerned about plastic pollution. Uh, Sink and faucet maker LK uh, makes popular varieties of the refill fountain, but it's not involved in Coke's machine. Um (laughs) There, I heard LK, and I'm just picturing it written as E-L-K. It's like, it's Spanish for the K. The K. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Okay, so, um, yeah, according to Coca-Cola, people opt to pay for bubbles and flavor about 10 to 20% of the time. The company wouldn't give revenue figures or other financial details about the machine, though, um, as of right now. So that, that one's because it's already stationed at Georgia Tech, so... Um, it says the expanded test this fall will look at how much and how often people are willing to pay for bubbles and flavor. An app will also let people submit payments and track how much water they're drinking. Um, that makes sense, I suppose. Like, that's another way to do it, I guess. Um, so for Coke and Pepsi, the growing popularity of water has posed a challenge. Even with plain bottled water, which both companies sell, the profit margins are generally not as high... Sorry. There's a lot of ads on this page and it keeps like moving my page around. Um, But it says it's generally not as high as uh, on other drinks because people are not as loyal to a specific brand with water and tend to just buy whatever's cheapest in bulk cases. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's about right. Uh, So so what the machine looks like um, is honestly one of the uh, if anybody's ever been to a place with like the Coke... um, freestyle the freestyle machine where you can just do all kinds of fun flavors with uh coke products (laughs) this is exactly what that looks like except it's dasani branded and it's otherwise just it's water with you can add sparkling and flavors to so it's much the same thing we went to one of those yesterday yeah you know what i did not get any weird flavors i got my sprite like god intended (laughs) see i got strawberry sprite (laughs) But I, I don't I think it's smart um, for them to, to yeah. try this out. Like, of course, they're going to try to get in on the market while they can. So yeah. we have the we have the LK systems at our at work. Oh, and I was looking at those. Um, they got the water fountains plus the water bottle filler all in one. But the the filters are where they get you. Mm. 113 bucks a filter. Ooh. Oh, geez. 
Yeah, and they the, the system's like, turn on a red light when you get close to that date. It's like one year out or 6,000 liters or something like that. Or no, no 11,000 liters. But still, you go through that pretty quick. Wow. So is that like the um, a, a brewery here they have, like at Mad Tree, they yeah. have the thing where you put the water bottle there and it fills it up yeah. and it's just, okay. So, yep. okay, so I've seen those at least. Yeah, they filter out chlorine and lead and whatnot, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I think this is a smart idea for them and it just makes sense. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, I guess I'm a little more intrigued because I'm like, oh, I can just get like sparkling water for a dollar and then just be on my way. Tiny <laughs> <laughs> bubbles, be on your mind. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I, I'm still not sold on sparkling water. Why, why do you have to, why do you have to carbonate it? Because really? sometimes you want stuff to be sparkly. Sometimes you crave like carbonation and stuff, especially like it's really good for people who are trying to not drink soda anymore because of the sugar. So once mm-hmm. you get used to not having the sugar, but you still want flavor and that carbonation, it's perfect. All right. I'm just saying when you get the flavored ones, we're going to find out in a few years that the flavorings do terrible things to you. Everything does. Everything does. <laughs> terrible like things. those flavors are those flavors have been out. Uh, 50 right. years probably yeah, they've been, most of them have been around bet they do terrible things to us we just haven't studied it yeah <laughs> well if if it was a large group of terrible things happening we'd find out quickly that's that is what has been turning the frogs gay there you go oh my gosh <laughs> thank you alex jones <laughs> yeah <sighs> all right let's let's talk about some happier pictures maybe Eh, maybe sadder. I don't know. <laughs> uh, one way or the other. <clears throat> I wasn't actually able to find um, anything else about this. It seems like Food & Wine is the only uh, only source for this this information coming out July 27th, 2018. Huh. Anheuser-Busch wants to make beer photos more diverse. Beer is one of the most consumed beverages in the world with global sales that are only topped by the likes of water, tea, milk, and juice. That's a lot of other things out there. That's Uh, everything else. Only topped by four other things. Uh, As a result, you think you'd find interesting photos of people drinking beer would be easy, but the takeouts, Kate Berneau, laments that's far from the case. Hunting for decent beer stock photography is, for me, she says, one of the most frustrating parts of writing about beer. Most of the available beer photos on stock sites look like they came from the mid-80s. Encyclopedia entry on Bavaria. They've got pretzels, <laughs> lighterhosen, frosty mugs, blonde women with their chests out. But America's biggest beer company has come to the rescue. Oh, thank you, ABM Bev. As part of Anheuser, as part of Anheuser-Busch's Elevate initiatives, which operates under the pretense that AB can use its power within the industry to improve beer as a whole, they're also trying to uh, push out all the other brewers. The brewery giant has launched two free collections of stock photography featuring not only a more diverse set of drinkers and brewery employees, but also other things that can be difficult to find in stock beer beer photos, like different styles, proper glassware, and even modern taproom settings. You might think, oh, it's just stock photos, they're generic, but people see these so often on Twitter, Instagram blogs, and even magazines. Ashley Nottech, digital marketing manager at Anheuser-Busch owned, 10 barrel brewing she told the the takeout it's important we take time to represent beer in the best way possible noctech later said i also think it's an opportunity to just make the industry standard for beer photo quality higher there's room for that to happen of course as they say nothing is truly free abm bev's 
Elevate Initiative is part of the company's high-end division, which has been controversial in the craft beer world for its buyout of dozens for, dozens of formerly independent brands. Or I guess a dozen formerly independent brands. Critics of the initiative would say it's just big beer attempting to further muscle its way into the independent beer world, in many ways distributing free stock photos that feature things like glassware and our tap handles that are branded with the names of the breweries the high-end owns. Yeah, there you go. It's a subtle way to grab more exposure on websites and social media. Yeah. Still, at the very least, these new stock photos underscore a point that has long needed to be reinforced. Though German beer gardens, baseball games, and backyard BBQs are all great places to enjoy a beer, nowadays many of the beers that are worth writing about are being consumed by a very much diverse group of savvy beer lovers in places like brewery tap rooms that don't resemble the brew pubs of yesteryear. Hmm. Finding good photos of this reality shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, that's fair, and that you know, I I agree. Yeah, they need to have more than just. <laughs> I I I could get that that there's a lot of stock beer photography that is uh super white. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say white. White, but... white male. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> it being ABM, but I went. No, they have another reason for doing this. They don't care about. Oh yeah, yeah. They're desperately well, grasping so that their product like they want all their products to be the only thing you think of when you think beer. They don't care yeah. about being care about being the brand or the the market ambassador. They're so, just like, no, when you think beer, you're gonna think an ABM Bev product. I mean, in fairness, a lot of places like you can ascribe that same mentality to though, like what they like, oh they did such a good thing. They're doing it because it somehow benefits them. Like they don't But yeah. that's me being like extra cynical. So. Well, no, I think you're absolutely correct. They, you look out and you see there is very much a need for more diversity in beer stock photography. Yes. Anheuser-Busch comes in and says, we see this problem too. It's something that the market hasn't corrected up to this point. And so all these beer writers out there are saying, we wish we had more stock photos that represent our readers. We represent, We want to represent the people that are going to be drinking our beer, you know? I'm looking right now. I typed in beer into iStock, which is Getty's, um, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, yeah. photo photo producer out there. And the third image has like all these people sitting around drinking beer, and the one um, one diverse person in the entire group is just the guitar player who isn't even drinking with the group. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's sort of everybody's. They've they've managed to make it about thirty percent women in here now, but whenever you're looking at minority groups, they're they're few and far between. Yeah, the um, the women thing is is still like they're trying, but yeah, the, otherwise yeah. it's still generally if the, if you get a wim, a woman in there, it's a white woman. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's yeah. the diversity will only go so far. So as as much as it's annoying that it's AB InBev just trying to cash in on something and then look good, at the yep. same time, it is kind of an issue. <laughs> it, it is yeah. needed. That well, uh, yeah, that's the that's the first part. It is needed, but ABM Bev doesn't have to put their own product branding inside of these stock photos. No, no. Stock photos should be generic, but by the only way that they get paid by doing this is by actually putting their name brand in it. All of their, I was gonna say, all of their, uh, uh, all the photos, stock photos you're saying then should have like Heisler on them. Yes. <laughs> uh, or well, or no, no label brand at, all. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the glass with. You, just, you see a glass, you can see a snifter with liquid in it. It doesn't have to have a brand on it. You can have bare bones tap handles that are just metal tap handles or just wooden block tap handles that don't say Which anything is, on them. 
Yep, which is the vast majority of what uh, what the the stock photos are out there right now. And if you're if you're looking at the the stream or if you pull up this article, the picture it shows is a perfect example of like it just shows some beers and glasses. <laughs> yeah, good you know? glassware though. Yeah, that's, that's true. Key. I'm okay with it being good and proper glassware. It's just a matter of now how long is it going to be before those glassware pieces start featuring the name of whatever beer that exactly. AB makes. See some like wicked the, weed or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the problem on the other side is going to be ABM Bev doesn't make a lot of these styles. I guess they make a lot of <laughs> colors, but not necessarily the styles. So uh, some of the high end, some of the high end places may make them, but I don't know. It's going to be weird to find like a. I don't know. I guess they do have everything from light to dark. With at, the at brands, this point, yeah, I with guess. the brands they've acquired, yeah, they can. Yeah, they they With have something. Border Stouts, Wicked Weed on on one end. So, but uh, it's a shame that it had to go this way in order for that to happen. Well, yeah. When I hear about some other interesting pictures we found, mm-hmm. uh, Aldi popping up in our news again. I feel like we talk a talk a, a, a remarkable about uh, for about Aldi drinks. Well, that I mean, uh, it was the big surprise when we found out that they make award winning spirits at Aldi. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they are in the middle of a in-store gin festival this month, and they have added 10 gins to its portfolio, including a collaboration with uh, Scottish distiller and brewer uh, Eden Mill, a new pink variant of its Oliver Cromwell gin. Oh. I feel like I shouldn't drink that on principle. That's the most English-sounding thing I, I can think of. I feel like I'm going to ju- I need to just go break that on principle. I'm like, no, no one should ever drink this. This man was a monster. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is a mint flavored, a uh, mint forward gin uh, from uh, Surrey based uh, distiller Beckett's, and the most expensive product in uh, in the range, a uh, uh, fifty eight gin, uh, twenty four ninety nine pounds. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How you... Anyway, produced twenty four pounds, ninety nine pence. pence. I don't know. Twenty five. Yeah. I think they usually just right. say pounds and then the the change, but not what the change is. Mm-hmm. Like twenty four anyway, pounds ninety nine. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, fifty eight gin is produced in Hackney Downs in a flavored uh, with juniper, coriander, lemon, pink grapefruit, vanilla, orris, cubib. I don't know what that is. Cubib, uh, cubib pepper, uh, bergamot, bergamot, and angelica. It's just throwing stuff in there. I don't even know it exists. <laughs> Here's a bunch of words. But look up that cube of pepper. Yeah. Uh, however, oh, okay. It's it's similar to like a, a it's a Java pepper, but it's it's like sort of a black pepper type look. It looks like. Okay. Well, moving on to uh, one of the things that was released, which we have the picture of up here, is uh, the Harrison Gin, a cucumber flavored gin, which looks. Remarkably similar to Hendrix. So it's those two bottles. It just reminded me. Was it the uh, was it Dickel that is trying to look like the Jack Daniels bottle? Oh right, uh, that they, one they we mentioned covered, this yeah. later in the article. Oh, right. uh, how it's uh, let's see, Diageo Diageo uh, filed a suit against U.S. based just uh, someone wine and spirits over. Well, designed for Redemption Whiskey brand, while Simmer Compute, the owner of Jack Daniels, uh, 
Brown Foreman filed a uh, complaint against Texas based spirits, Buffalo Bayou distilleries for trademark infringement and pollution, false advertising, and unfair competition in April of this year. No one has filed suit against Aldi uh, for this, but that looks a lot like the Hendrix bottle. Like, it's got, like, the shape's different, but. But only slightly. Color is right. The the label, while shaped different, has a certain, you know, certain similarity to it. Like the it's it's different enough to probably get by with being legally distinct. Like, it, but, but this is literally just like that whiskey case. Like it's, I, I don't know if it is or not legally distinct. I, I know. Like, I'm like <laughs> I, I'm I'm going with what they're what someone probably said. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. I mean, now, it's the same font. It's the same start with an H ended an apostrophe S with Jen yeah. right below it, a plant of some sort above the name and the same colored label. Yeah. It's just, it's really just now, the bottle and the, the shape of the label that are. And the like, bottle's still black. Yeah, it's just a different type of bottle, obviously. Like, And keep them, yeah. uh, so looks very similar. The price is a bit different. Uh, Harrison's comes in at 15 uh, pounds, 99 pence, and. Hendrix retails for roughly twenty-eight to thirty pounds. So, right. well, of course, it's also going to be cheaper. Uh, mm. It's also they mentioned not the first brand lookalike that Aldi has released. Uh, they have another picture here of uh, 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 the they launch of the a, a, a their take on the Italian uh, aperitif uh, mm-hmm. aperol. They launched Aperini. <laughs> And if you think those two look alike, you should look at this other picture. <laughs> oh, is it in the same article? Yeah, it's, it's further down. Oh my goodness. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you scroll on down, you can see. <laughs> so we're looking at the, yeah. the clear bottle. The the one up top is the the, the real the stuff. Aperols, the Aperols, the real stuff. And then if you look down at the one below it, you have the Aperini, which, yeah, that's... <laughs> It's like Aldi wants to be sued. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Join us for one of next week's uh, stories. Aldi sued for... <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, the, with, the, with... Fa- the font is very similar, but not the same. It's like they just do enough that... You know what I mean? Like, it it, it just gets by as far yeah. as being different. But the name is... is yeah, they're yeah. not even trying there. Aperol and Aperini. That's something that I would say by mistake and end up with that other one. <laughs> oh boy! So I feel like this is going to be interesting to see later. Just like because you know you see knockoff brands like in the store for the, the the cheaper options, but usually they don't look quite this much like I, something else. I don't without, know. Like hmm? some store brands because. We always kind of had that, like, kind of a game at one point of just finding all of the Dr. Pepper variants and all the, like, from the store <laughs> brands. And, you know, you'd have, like, Dr. Wow and, like, Dr. Dr. Thunder. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Thunder was great. I think that was, was Thunder. that the Fago one? Wow. <laughs> but, like, so. Mr. Uh, Misters and Doctors out there, that's the one. Yeah, so it's, and yeah. those are pretty similar to, like, the cans have the exact same color as Dr. Pepper, that, mm-hmm. that like, burgundy kind of color or maroon i guess 
and uh, and you, of course you've got Doctor Whatever, like. I, so, but it's clear that it's a store brand, so yeah. I I don't know I I don't know where the difference is I guess. I like uh, I, I had to I had to look this up now. Uh-oh. So yeah, Doctor Thunder, the old Walmart one. Oh okay. But uh, there is Doctor Bob. Doctor ah. Wow. Um, don't know if I want to go to Doctor uh, Bob anytime soon. Um, Why not? <laughs> well, I don't think he's a real doctor. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a doctor, but Doctor Fine Soda. <laughs> um, Doctor Stripes and Doctor Perky. Got to watch him. Perky. <laughs> oh, Perky. that better be like triple the caffeine or something. <laughs> oh, oh what is that all right thing. well you yeah. know what uh you know what gets you nice and perky a little lightly irradiated uh wine that'll that'll do the trick oh so right me up. right up yeah reading about this it, i just immediately cut to like the it's a, like the a 1950s thing with here's little johnny <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is we've, we've gotten to fallout now haven't yeah we? that's where i, I go get this geiger one. counters with my in 2011, an earthquake and tsunami in Japan uh, caused nuclear meltdown at the Fukushima Daiichi plant, uh, resulting in 16,000 deaths, Ugh. none of which is a laughing matter. Now, according to a recent study, uh, the radiation from the Fukushima plant has made its way into California wine, and Stephen Colbert managed to turn it into a parody ad, which is really funny. Uh, on the Late Show on Tuesday, Colbert introduced an ad campaign for California's nuclear wine, and you'll be forgiven for laughing. The ad starts uh, with a news story about the traces of the disaster making an appearance in California vintages. It then launches into an ad for the fictional Santa Rosa Estate Vineyards, a winery known for its Chardonnay, which can be characterized as a crisp, light-bodied, and slightly radioactive. Uh, (laughs) You can taste that. Not only does the wine pair well with fish and pasta, it will give you mutant powers beyond human comprehension. (laughs) I've been waiting for this my whole life. This is how you'll get me to drink wine. (laughs) The faux ad serves as a good reminder that if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Uh, Not that so-called radioactive wine is anything to cry about. As PBS notes, uh, though the trace levels of radiation in California wine is not really as dire as it sounds, similar to how the levels of radiation found in fish post-Fukushima reportedly pose minimal risk to humans. Good. <laughs> Poor fish filled with mercury and radiation. <laughs> what all can we pump in the fish? But I, I'm less likely to drink California... I'm, oh, let's face it, I was not going to be drinking California wines anyway. I'm even less likely to do so now. <laughs> what you got against California wines? I got things against wine. Period. Well, yeah. That, uh, uh, here, here's my question. That how is it affecting California? Like, I guess, like it, it, the, the, it coming through the ocean. The like, wind that, patterns bring it. Oh, because of the okay. Because Japan okay. bring it over. I knew it was going to sound dumb, but I was like, I how how no, is no, this getting irradiated? Exactly how they were uh, bombing California and Alaska in uh, back in World War Two. Where they were using the trade winds. Uh, yeah, They'd... but it was like, <laughs> they ju- we just thought they were just rampant wildfires. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, I guess something happened. Go put that out. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Well, well, that's a 
sad note to end on. <laughs> so, so the the sad yet or tasty, funny yet odd note. Go watch that video. It's funny. If you uh, watch yeah, the, the video, video is pretty funny, good. but it it just it, it's like a mixed bag of not really sure how to feel on that one. Um, so on that note, we are done. Uh, so we'd like to remind everyone that this is our news only show, but we do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support have a drink, please go to patreon.com slash have a drink show. And, uh, we will see you again next Saturday, 7.30 PM Eastern. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>